This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's going on, NBA Draft fans? Welcome to Film Sesh. My name is Corey Tullib of the NBA Draft Dude. And we have a very special guest in the house today. We got my guy, Colin Castleton. Colin, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. I'm out here in Boston now, just uh, enjoying the process. But yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, last time I saw you, we were in uh, Tom's River, New Jersey. I was watching you work out. And um, it seems like a lot's you know been going on since then. So what has your last couple of weeks been like? Yeah, just um, very busy. Uh, a lot of airports, a lot of hotels, um, just traveling to each city. Um, for workouts and stuff but um, like I said yeah just enjoying the process getting a lot of good feedback um, you know just a lot of traveling so making sure you stay hydrated making sure I'm eating the right stuff is just and everything but yeah I would just say super busy is the biggest word for me yeah man uh, exciting times uh, you getting jet lagged at all going city to city you got any like cross <laughs> cross country flights going on yeah a little bit recently um, some workouts have been like um, scheduled you know a little bit last minute in a way because certain teams are coming to picture uh later but um just you know just flying to different cities going east coast west coast I, I gotta go to la and i was just in denver so like just going back and forth um from the east coast to west coast but for the most part i've been doing fine i had my whole west coast trip and then um you know these last couple workouts have been you know just back and forth but you get used to it so it's not it's not a problem 100%. Um, before we get started breaking down your film for anybody who isn't familiar with your game how would you describe uh your game um, yeah, just a, a versatile big man, somebody who could do, uh, you know, multiple things on the offensive end, but also on the defensive end. Something I really pride myself in is being able to protect the rim, um, helping out whenever somebody, you know, miss, messes up on defense. I can be there to protect them at the rim um, and just a vocal guy who, um, you know, communicates to everybody on the court, uh, brings a lot of energy, a lot of passion and, um, you know, just excited to, to continue my career and get to the next level. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the defensive impact that you have is, I mean, three blocks per game this year. Um, you know, one of the best shot blockers, defenders in the nation. And I, I think that's where we got to start with with your film. And I think that this possession here um, does a really good job kind of showing the the full gamut of, of what your half-court defense is like. Um, stop the drive on the help. They got to kick it back out. Now you they got you in the post, right? You stop that. Um make him move off the ball and ultimately end up blocking the shot. I mean, you're everywhere on a possession like this. So, you know, take me through something like this. What are you like looking at to be everywhere at one time? Yeah. The biggest thing for me is just, um, you know, helping out my teammates, knowing uh, they'll know where I'm at in the court, being able to talk to them, communicate right here. It's obviously one-on-one. So I just got to guard, you know, my yard one-on-one, not let him get a good opportunity at the rim. Um, and just like here, helping out as well. Um, just, letting my teammates know I got their back um, and just being like a pilot as a big man, you got to be able to communicate as much as possible. You know, your guards don't know where you're at. So being able to be vocal and let them know where you're at is the biggest thing. And then, like I said, right here, it's just one-on-one. So it's nothing more than just, you know, taking pride in defense and not getting scored on. So. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about, you know, we mentioned that you average three blocks per game, but I think this possession shows like how important it is to, you know, uh, the things that don't show up on the stat sheet are like you prevent multiple shots on this possession just because of your size, your defensive ability um, before ultimately, you know, getting the counting stat, but all that stuff is important just, just because, you know, you're, you're deterring, you're intimidating and you're making it so that people really have to think um, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, definitely. Just making sure I use my length. Um, you know, I know certain guys' tendencies. I'm obviously scouting certain players throughout the year, watching a lot of film, something I love doing. You know, obviously we're watching film now, but being able to know my tendencies. I knew, you know, Olivier, he was good at mid-range shots. So being able to keep my hand in his face was the biggest thing for me, understanding, you know, what he liked to get at, knowing I'm a taller guy. So he might have tried to get into my body a little bit more. Um, and just knowing certain guys' tendencies was something that I really took, you know, focus on. And I loved taking pride in. Yeah, and uh, you definitely show it there. But, you know, I think the uh, 
the interesting thing that maybe people who you know look at you and think like seven footer seven three and a half wingspan they may not realize like your versatility on that end because you're not just a guy who's like standing in the paint and you know you could actually like get out on the perimeter and switch out and um Mm -hmm. right here we got gg jackson you're on an island with him and like you're good like no help right and ultimately recover and send his stuff so uh have you always been comfortable like guarding out on the perimeter like that yeah um you know it's something that i've always just taken pride in knowing you know obviously i'm a big man and um you know whether that be a guard throughout my years in college or in high school i've had friends that are basketball players obviously you know they love when a guard switches on to them that's something that a lot of guys like doing and they take advantage of that because they know that you know they may have more of an advantage but um over the years i just take more and more pride in it something that i know is you know a big man's i guess you could say weakness now in this day's day and age um you know guys are continuing to be able to be versatile not just on offense but on defense like i said i love taking pride in that so I'm um, really just just focusing in on it and knowing, like I said, the tendencies of the players I'm guarding. We got a quicker guard, um, maybe take a step back and use my length. If I got a guy who's a really good shooter, you know, step up a little bit more and I can just cut him off at the rim. Um, so just knowing tendencies. But, yeah, I've always been, you know, above average at moving my feet for most big guys that I watch film on. Um, and it's something, like I said, I just take, you know, really big pride in. Yeah. And, I, I mean, Gigi is like a big dude himself. But, you know, here you are on a guard. And like you're good even on on little like quick shifty guys too like yeah. you know yep. you you stop them in semi transition here I mean yep. you're down in your stands you're moving your feet like you got all of the agility where does the agility come from um yeah just working on it over the years um I feel like it's something that a lot of coaches helped me with throughout my college career um like you said just not you know the biggest thing for me was being able to transition into okay yeah you're a good shot blocker. Like, that's cool. You can do that in college. But at the next level, they want to see how how low you can get, um, how quick you can be in your stance, how agile you can be at, at 6'11 and have some weight on my body. So being able just to showcase that this year was something big for me. Um, tried switching and being able to communicate in transition. Because a lot of times in transition, you know, most big men are used to just running back to the rim and just picking up their guy. So I feel like it's good for me just to be positionless on defense so I can pick up any guy um, in transition and just help out. Yeah, you did a really good job in transition, um, picking up like ball handlers right here. Perfect example of of you doing that, like, you know, a little like secondary break. I think Kobe Brown mm-hmm. thinks that he's got a step on you. Um, mm-hmm. I, do you think people underrate how, like your length? I mean, I, I was kind of surprised when uh, you measured out at like seven, three and a half with your wingspan. Yeah, I mean, I actually was surprised, too. I didn't know what my <laughs> wingspan was. Like everybody always asked me before the draft and it's obviously gotten, you know, um, over the years, it's grown, but uh, like I thought, I remember last time I did measurements on my wingspan, I was like seven two something, almost seven three. So then seeing that it was you know longer than that was shocking. But um, yeah, I think some guys may not think I'm as long or you know agile. That's the biggest thing. So like they know yeah. they can, maybe they'll get their first step on me, and I just recover with my length and a little bit of my quickness. So it's it's a little bit of a blessing in a way too. Yeah, because he kind of like gets a little step on you here, but even so. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. you time it, extension to a, a great job there in, in transition. And then, I mean, something that you have that you can't teach, that you can't work on, like, you're just a big dude. You yep. know, like, I saw you in person, you're a big dude. And I think, yep. you know, that's like, you don't get a block here, but that's just a hard shot for somebody to make over, like, not only are you tall, but like, you're you're sturdy, you're strong. Um, so I, I think like, looking at a guy like Walker Kessler, like, He's just a big dude, and and sometimes yeah. you know it's it's hard to shoot over the top um, of people. So, what's your approach when guys do try to kind of take you in the post and and mm-hmm. body you up a little bit? Yeah, um, really, the biggest thing for me is just maintaining my ground, making the, the the catch hard enough for them to where you know it's not easy. Obviously, this was off of a wall screen, so and then a pin down, so it was a little bit easier for him to get a catch there. But once he catches it, just making sure I could take a first, you know, a couple bumps, and then he took a fadeaway. So that's the best shot that you can alter as a, as a shot blocker. Um, that's a win for me is anytime a guy should fade away. Um, at the next level, guys are, you know, obviously more skilled. They make a lot more tough shots, so they'll make fadeaways. But as a shot blocker, you know guys will make shots and that comes. But um, just making it is difficult, even if that's a guard, if I'm in a drop coverage, if I switch, whatever the case may be, I may not block four or five shots every single game, but I know that I'm going to try to, um, you know, make it as hard as I can on, you know, the opposing team and even the big men that go at me. Yeah, just make them work and and yeah. alter their shot if anything. One hundred percent. Now, in this game against Kentucky, um, 
we got we're in the half court. You're guarding Oscar, you know, big, strong dude, you know, garbage man type player. Game plan wise, are you just kind of ignoring him in the half court here? Like you're dropped back. And uh, mm-hmm. ultimately, that kind of lets you like you tag him when he goes in the paint. But when he comes to set a screen, like, are you just waiting for the drive so you can come over and help? Yeah, that was kind of our game plan this year. Um, you know, I respected his mid range a little bit more this year. I understood. I've watched a lot of film on him, and he's grown in that area. But um, with certain players, like myself, too, guys have to live with certain things. And uh, with him, that was something I was fine with this year. Was me giving him a little bit more cushion. I knew that I'm quick enough, like we talked about, and agile enough to where if he caught it anywhere from 15 to 18 feet, I could close out quick enough. But the biggest thing, obviously, they have a lottery pick, Case and Wallace. They got some good players that come off ball screens and they're super athletic. So um, just coveraging and, you know, making sure I help my teammates out, um, help my guards out. And then I, I knew I could get back to him quick enough um, to where I could guard him one-on-one. Yeah, you do a good job. And, you know, Case and, uh attacks the rim. And, um, you know, he, he's kind of underrated with his finishing and, uses that little lefty scoop and you send it into the stands. Uh, let's transition now, like to the other side of the ball. Um, and I, I think that, you know, your offense uh, this year, you were uh, kind of like a hub, a, a focal point initiator. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, you ran like a lot of stuff that you're going to run kind of in the NBA as an initiator out of like the elbow spot or, or up at the top of the three point line. And, you know, I, I kind of love this play because, you know, you're going to be running this a lot and you're, you're a lob threat. You could just go up and get it um, and playing off these handoffs. So uh, talk to me about like the, the freedom that you got as an initiator this year. Yeah, that was a big thing um, with coach golden this year. Um, just focusing on being able to play, make a little bit more. I feel like that's why my assist numbers were able to go up uh, almost a whole point this year, going into my fifth year. Um, it was a focal point for me um, and I'm continuing to work on it, being able to pass the ball well. Uh, and not just scoring, but this year being able to just catch the ball and make plays for others, uh, set really good screens was a big focus of mine. Because um, I know as a big, you know, you set great screens, you're going to get open on a roll or a short roll or pop, whatever the case may be. So um, just making sure I focus on the little stuff because I knew um, also obviously being in the SEC for two years, I knew when I was going to be able to get buckets and I knew, you know, I was going to be able to get my points and my shots up. But um, being able to help my teammates out, get good screens um, and just play through myself, not only scoring, but. Uh, facilitating as well was you know a focal point this year yeah and uh i think that like the iq that you show in the half court um not only as a passer but you know your timing knowing when to roll um and the fact that you are you know a big lob target on on this play south carolina um young team or you know Gigi jackson young guy were you opening up this possession kind of put him in a position where he was going to have to think uh and, and kind of make a decision here yeah, um, we we love this play right here. It's just a basic, you know, it's a good delay play where I fake a, a pin down into another pin down. Um, and then I usually, it's with one of our shooters. So that was, this time it was Will Richard. Uh, he would pass it to our point guard, cut to the corner. And with a shooter, they have to chase or else he'll just fade it to the corner and get a three off. So this was a great play to run because I was always open at the rim. Um, and if even if they switched, I have a smaller guy on me, just quick little duck in for, for a little post up or a, a dunk and then, um, if they chase the screen like they did here with Gigi, um, you know, Will knew it was either a floater for himself or a quick lob up to the rim, which they both stayed with him. And, you know, I was open at the rim. So, yeah, that's easy money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Um, and I, I think, you know, outside of just, you know, the, the kind of set plays, like, I think you did a great job on this possession, like as a cutter, like, uh, this seems more like you can kind of read, react to how the defense is yeah. playing you. Right. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, I knew Auburn was trying to deny my catches, like, really high out. It was something they are doing, like, all games um, that we played them throughout the whole uh, game as well. A lot of teams would try to deny my catches. That's, you know, the, the game yeah. plan is get the car, catch out as far as away from the basket you could because, you know, if a team wasn't doubling me and it was within 15 feet, I was able to get to my spots with kind of ease, I would say. So um, just being able to catch the ball out as far as possible was their goal for me. So throughout the year, uh, I would just start to learn timing and understanding I can just backdoor into a lob like this or even come down with it and make a good finish. So that's what I did here as well. Yeah, that was a, a really crafty way to open up the um, the half and kind of make them have to think about like, all right, I can't overplay you getting the ball up top there to the, the initiate sets because you can uh, you can just go backdoor and, and make them pay. Um, but, you know, outside of you just being a like lob target uh <clears throat> I think on, on this possession, you do a good job of showing off kind of the big man post uh, post work here. Yeah. So uh, talk to me about like, you know, your footwork here and, and how you're, you're playing a guy like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was basically just like a little spin move to be honest with you. Just threw it up with one, one leg. I work on my touch shots every day. So those are like easy money for me. Uh, you know, I got to be able to make those with my eyes closed. So I work on that every single day, just, you know, little baby hooks. That's something a big man always has to have in the back of his pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when teams double me, if I get it that low, I already know somebody's coming. So that's why I used my shot fake there. I already knew I had an angle on Oscar. Um, in this game, I was getting a lot of stuff that I wanted. So I knew that they were going to have to do a double team at some point. So, uh, yeah, just shot. A, I was going to shoot a fadeaway, and then I saw him coming. So I shot faked and just spun back around, reverse pivoted. So being have, having good footwork is something that I work on all the time. Little touch shots around the rim. Um, and just, you know, off two foot, off off one foot, just being able to work on my touch because um, every big has to have that. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things that I notice that you do a lot, especially when you get the ball in, like, the post is, um, like, you bring the ball up high here so the little guards can't come through and, like, strip it away. And I think, you know, f- positive assist to turnover ratio. And that's a, a for a big man who has the ball as much as you do and has as many responsibilities initiating, I think that's, you know, uh, really important. And then... Um, I love this here. This is simple, you know, just clean, high, yeah. un- unblockable shot. Yep. Um, so you say you work on all of these touch shots, but, um, you know, like uh, you keep it nice and simple. You you don't really try to do too much. You give what the defense mm-hmm. is playing you. So what are you reading here? Do you know you could just get to like a simple, easy move? Yeah, I knew um... – like I said, most teams rather double or really hard dig. So once I caught it, this was a set play where it was just it was gonna be a handback, but you know, they knew I was gonna get guarded one on one, so they just threw the ball right back to me, ran a little split cut with Myron there. And uh like I said, I knew they were digging hard. So I just take the first dribble to fill him out a little bit, see how much ground he's giving me. And then once I knew I could get a little bit more space in there, I took a, another hard dribble, just the first one, second one, and just brought it over because I knew he was digging and then uh, anywhere within like twelve to eight, eight to twelve feet, my little jump hook is money for me. So um, being able just to get into those spots uh, and something through pre-draft I've been working on is a little turnaround jumper too, not just forcing the hook. Um, even if I have it in my left hand on the other block, being able to get into like a little fadeaway mid-range or that's something that you have to have at the next level in a short roll situation when, you know, you set screen. So uh, developing that, but yeah, some teams would just hard dig. And if the double didn't come, I just went to a nice little, you know, pat and jump hook there. So. Yeah. And uh, you could feel him, you know, he's, you know, kind of playing straight up. And that's easy. I love this next one um, because you make such a quick decision here and it kind of shows like your processing speed uh, down on the block, like quick spin for the finish. So are you, do you feel him like on your hip or on your back? So, you know, you can, you could spin off of him like that. Yeah. yeah I felt him playing a little high sided and uh, you know, most guys they'll try to be more physical if they don't have a height advantage on me or are the same height and you can feel them leaning into your back. So Every time I feel a guy leaning on me a little bit extra heavy or I'm trying to put a little bit too much strength, it's an easy quick spin to the baseline. Um, But it depends on the team. I knew they weren't doubling. So most teams will have a guy in a low position where he'd be under the basket there and I'd have to take a little bit of a hesitation dribble maybe. But um, I knew that if I was going to go quick enough or like, you know, off quick spins, it's hard for that guy down there to react. See, he was a little bit late and tried to just reach and steal. So, um, you know, if you go quick enough as a big, and you're posting up like that, uh, even facing up within 15 feet, if you go quick enough, you, the help will, will not be able to get there quick enough, like fast enough to block it or try to affect your shot. So, yeah, 100%. Um, and you have that, uh, that little uh, face up work in, in your bag as well. 
um, you know, which I think opens up because you can knock down, um, you know, that, that little 15 footer, uh, let's mm-hmm. bring up the, the, the little attack. Um, <clears throat> so you get, you like this spot where, uh, you get the ball, um, ultimately let's say ball goes to the, the corner. All right. You get the ball here, right on that elbow face up, yeah. right. Rip through and attack. Um, how much does like that that little fifteen footer that and I've seen you know you working on that um, in Tom's River? How much does that help with with stuff like this? Yeah, throughout the year I was just continuing to be comfortable in it, um, and you know guys got to play your shot just as much as drive. So like you said, he's got he's trying to push me out um, as far as possible because um, most teams scouting for like I said, if I caught it within eight to twelve feet, they knew it was going to be an easy shot for me. So being able to push it out as far as they could from from the basket was you know obviously every team's mindset and goal. So I was just trying to find little pockets right here like this, make sure I was isolated and just go to work, just a little rip through here. Um, uh, if not, I was just going to counter to the middle and try to get to the rim as well. So uh, if they're pressing up on me, obviously I'm just trying to use my first step. But if guys are going to be delayed and backed off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot the shot every time with confidence, um, like I've been working on, like you said. Yeah, and, you know, I think the the fact you're, you're big and, uh, like, you could handle it a, a little bit. So even, um, you know, when you get the, the ball – up here like where you initiate from if, if you see an opening you can kind of go and attack it and um that's your confident move against a guy who was a, a big time shot blocker this year yeah definitely um just being able to attack and get to my right or left shoulder right hand jump hook was money for me every time i went left i was able to spin and, and go back to it but um that's something i'm continuing to work on too going into pre-draft and next level is being able to just be able to counter both ways. So once I get to that spot, they'll cut me off and know I'm going to go with my right hand hook. So being able to shoot that fade away, like I said, is something that I'm continuing on and working on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now I want to talk about your playmaking. Cause uh, I, I think that, you know, in today's NBA, like you can't just be one dimensional on either side of the ball. Like you got to be able to bring other aspects to the game. And, you know, we see bigs more and more now, being used as playmakers as, as hubs. Um, and I, I love this pass. Cause this is like kind of like a wing pass. Like, you know, you get the ball, you're making a move spin, you make a read to the cutter and uh, that, that's a beautiful quick read. So have you always been kind of like a, a, a good passer? Yeah, I would say um, I've always had a knack for passing and it's something I've loved doing. Being able to find my teammates when they're open is something I love doing because you know, I know when I'm wide open and a teammate finds me, it's a, it's a great feeling and being able to let them know like, hey, great pass is something I love doing. So being able to pass the ball is something that I've always taken pride in. I feel like I've gotten better over the years in college, you know, being able to read double teams. And, you know, most guys, it's easier to pass the ball when you're just getting guarded one-on-one. But as a big man in college, um, I'd say it's a little bit more difficult because guys are, you know, focusing on you, uh, making sure they're trying to take you out of spots. And as a big man, you can't do every single thing. So you got to pass the ball in certain areas. So, being able to read double teams is something that I've developed and gotten better at. Um, and just finding cutters is, is the biggest thing. You know, they're trying to front me here. They're not even letting me, you know, get in my spots. So being able to find those pockets and then just telling my teammates, like every time I caught the ball, I'll let my teammates know in the timeout, like cut off me, make sure you find an open pocket because the way they're guarding me, um, it's not a knock to anybody else, but they were trying to take me out of the game. So being able to find them is easy. It gets my assist ups um, and just being able to focus on, you know, my other teammates scoring. So, who were like the uh, the passers or like playmakers that you watched growing up? Yeah, um, watched multiple guys when I was younger. Um, when I was little, I always loved watching Tim Duncan. He was somebody that just was, you know, maybe not the most athletic, maybe not the most um, agile or quickest guy, but he always found a, a, a great spot to be on the court. He always was good with angles, knowing where his teammates were, um, and just guys loved playing with him. When you watch those those years with the Spurs, they were really smart and. Um, you know, he was kind of just a tactician. He was able to find his teammates open, and he knew when teams weren't double teaming or he was going to go one-on-one, you know, he was always finding a way to get a bucket. And then, you know, now I love watching Jokic with the way he passed the ball. Um, he's obviously one of the best players in the NBA nowadays. So um, just learning from guys like him and the way the game's evolving with big men, uh, it's like a perfect time for me to make this jump to the NBA because you got so many good big men that play so well. But, yeah, the best passer right now obviously would be Jokic um, and somebody that I love watching the way he plays. Um, the game is just never sped up for him. And that's something that I try to emulate, not letting any guy speed me up or take too many dribbles or force a pass. Um, just reading what they give you and kind of just playing off that. Yeah. I think this is kind of a Jokic-esque pass. Like, obviously, it's nothing like 
super mm-hmm. fancy like um but you're you got the ball at the top of the key you're you're kind of uh, initiating the set and um i think what i love about this pass is you're like leading your man to the spot mm-hmm. uh you know you're not if you pass that behind him it makes him a tough a tough pass and he might have to you know reach behind for a split second and the defender could recover so um like when did you start feeling comfortable as as a passer, as a playmaker, and as a guy that felt like, all right, if I'm the the, the hub of the team, like I feel like that gives us the best, you know, chance to win. Yeah, I'd say um, going into like my fourth year was the best year that I started realizing, okay, I can pass the ball a lot better. But especially this year, my fifth year, everything was obviously ran through me a little bit more. Um, guys would, like I said, try to take me out the game, so I had to really find opportunities just to to get my teammates buckets. And even if I'm not scoring or in a scoring position. I knew how to read the defense. And for instance, here, Auburn, you know, they blow everything up. They switch, they switch a lot of stuff, but they also chase really, really hard. And like right there, Wendell Green was just running through. So I knew, I just telling my guards, anytime they were just chasing you and, and trying to run you down, just just back door, come off me, cut off me. And being able to just to get to the rim with an easy bucket, it's, it's the best shot as a layup. So um, they were just reading off me and reacting. Yeah, it's a great, great read. And then here, I like this one with the left hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it like it was a I think uh, we would run this play every once in a while just so if we try to catch the defense sleeping um, low backdoor cut from the corner um, and then just obviously it's spaced out five out. So there's nobody to help, um, which is the easiest play is just a backdoor cut when your center is at the top of the key. Um, that's what we did here. You comfortable using both hands? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I can pass the ball very well with both hands, finish with both hands. So um, it's something I'm continuing to work on. Like I said, I work on it every day, ball handling with both hands, touch shots, just your basic stuff. Um, that every player needs to be good and skilled at. Have you always been comfortable with your left hand, or is that something you feel like you got better at in college? Yeah, I've always been able to – I feel like I've always been super versatile um, throughout my career, being able to handle the ball with both hands. Um, but the passing thing has definitely grown. It's something that I've really focused on, like I said, over the past couple of years. Um, and like I said, I know at the next level, a lot of stuff is short roll. A lot of stuff is being able to make that quick read. So if it's with your left hand, it's, it's that split second to get your teammate open. So um, something that I'm really focused on as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, uh, I think, you know, you're kind of, you're the type of guy who's this year, you, you got the ball in the post a lot. And like you said, they sent multiple defenders at you. Um, I like this cause you're patient and you're able to see over the top and that weak side hit is, yeah. is so important. Right. And, um, yep. so when, when you do feel like multiple guys coming at you, I mean, you're tall, how much does your height help you, you know, as a playmaker? Um, yeah, definitely um, obviously helps. But, um, you know, when there's guys are in my height, like Tolo Schmidt, he's about 6'11", 6'10". You know, there's obviously, you know, Matthews was double-teaming as well. He's about, um, I'd say, like 6'7", 6'8". So it's two pretty big guys as well. It's kind of just feel for the game, knowing that, you know, once I look baseline, they might have taken their – they've moved their hands down. And I know just a subtle movement, like showing the ball, um, as I did, a little retreat dribble, showing the ball here, and then they come down and pass it. So just find those little quick windows that I can get my teammates open to as, as best as possible. Because I already knew with this game plan, um, like I said, Riley cutting down near the basket, Will was going to be open on the weak side. So um, just showing the ball, maybe shot faking it or pass faking it, uh, relaxes them a little bit for a second. And then I can just, you know, swing that pass over right away. All my teammates are telling me to do it as well. So everybody sees it. I want to transition to uh, your shooting because, you know, I spent a couple of days with you. I watched. You could shoot the ball. Yeah. Um, you, I think you hit two threes this year. You didn't attempt a lot. Um, shooting hasn't been a big part of your game uh, throughout your college career, but your form is definitely workable. It's it's smooth. Like I said, I watch you knock down shot after shot in, in the workouts during the uh, pre-draft process. So, um I like this is this is a shot to open the game and you know pretty confidently giving you space knock it down. Uh, where are you at right now with your shooting and, and your confidence in your shot? Yeah, um, like we said, uh, not as many opportunities in college. I didn't take as many shots, um, but yeah, throughout the pre-draft process, I've just been really really focusing on it um, every day, getting X amount of shots up. Uh, we were getting hundreds of shots up during pre-draft and just really f- fully believing in it, being confident in it. Because I know it's something that they want to see at the next level. And even if it's not right away in my career, it's something that I'm going to be able to have in my back pocket as I get older. Um, and, you know, whatever team needs me to do, I'm obviously going to do that. It's not something that I need to go outside of my realm. But, you know, I know what I'm capable of. I know I'm confident in now I'm getting, you know, my groove back with shooting. Um, and I'm definitely capable to be able to extend my range. So 
Um, once that time comes, I'm continuing to show teams in my workouts that I'm capable to shoot the ball. I feel like I've been shooting it pretty well in workouts. Um, and I think teams are definitely seeing that when they evaluate me. So I'm um, just continuing to work on it. That's the biggest thing. I know I got room to grow in that area as well, but you know, everybody has room to grow in different areas and that's something that I'm continuing to work on and I'm going to continue to get better at. I, I think I, I just like watching you shoot with confidence, make or miss. I think that, um, even when you miss, I think as, as long as you're, you're kind of shooting with confidence and letting it fly, it, it causes the defense yeah. to make a decision and react. So I, you missed the shot here. Uh, but I love it because not only, um, do you let it fly with confidence, but I, I think your footwork here is, is really smooth. You got like a nice smooth one, two step. Um, cause I think sometimes when you hesitate, you shoot a little flat footed. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, nice, confident, and you, you let it fly when you are shooting it. Well, like what are the things mechanically that you're doing that you, you feel good about? Yeah, that's basically what you said. Um, you know, not overthinking it, not taking that extra step in between. And that's something I've heard throughout my whole process is, um, you know, if you're going to shoot it, you got to shoot the ball. You can't second guess it. You can't overthink, okay, am I going to shoot it? Cause he closed out short, you know, don't worry about what the defense doing. If he's giving you a little bit of space, you know, be confident in it, you know, take a good shot. Don't force anything, obviously, but, um, if the teammates, if the other team's going to give you an open shot, just like that, just being able to just take it with confidence. It was in and out, but it looked good. Um, and just, you know, the more reps you'll get up, the more volume, you know, obviously you're going to make more shots. So just like I said, trusting it, you know, not the next time, not shooting it is something that I wasn't doing. You know, maybe I'll miss a shot and I wouldn't take the next couple of them. So just being able to continue to grow in that aspect, um, make or miss the right footwork um, and just continue to work on it. Yeah, I, I think that's the right attitude to have. That's the right mentality. And I think you're going to be able to shoot it. Um, I, you know, I, I think it, it might be a, a couple of years before, you know, you're getting it up at volume. But I think, again, yeah. the way that you operate as a, a ball handler in these sets um, at the top of the, the arc like this as a passer and stuff, like being able to knock that shot and make guys pay if, you know, teams do start kind of playing off of you or going under on screens or whatever, like I think that that's going to uh, do a lot for your game and the, the pick and pop, the short roll stuff, um, especially like, I know you're comfortable shooting from 15, but using that as an opportunity to, you know, be a threat, cause guys to rotate and then make plays off of it. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, really important for your, for your game. But um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how, how that aspect of uh, your game develops. Cause I, I definitely think it's there um, now, but before I, I get you out of here, um, just tell, what do you think you could bring to an NBA team? Like early on in your career as a rookie? Yeah, 100%. I feel like, um, you know, there's this notion like about older guys that, it, you know, you can't get drafted as high or you may not have as much upside. But I feel like right now with the NBA and certain teams wanting to win right away, I feel like I can bring any team, somebody who can help right away, can come in and be an energy big, somebody who can block shots, like we said, protect the rim um, and just continue to grow, be able to play make, not with, that, not with just scoring, but being able to facilitate, finding my teammates open um, and whoever the players are on the court, being able to set good screens. Um, getting other guys open and just somebody who plays with really high intensity is going to come in from day one, work their work their butt off and just be able to get um, an opportunity at some point is just my goal, being able to just get on a team and just be the best teammate possible, be a good locker room guy. So just, you know, a lot of things I feel like I can bring to an NBA team. And um, throughout my years of college, I've learned a lot of great things. And I feel like I'm ready just to to help any NBA team that I get on. A hundred percent. And I love the the point you made about like how, there's a perception about older guys not having as much upside, you know, Mikael Bridges went on J- the JJ Reddick podcast uh, earlier this year. And um, he was kind of talking about that. Cause he was, you know, a little bit older when he was in the draft and he was still a lottery pick. But if you look back in that draft, there are a few guys who play his position that like, clearly he was better than and has a better career than. And he was like, all right, so I'm 22 years old. Like, what am I going to stop? getting better like you know even if you're 22 23 like you're still so young in in your career so um and especially i think guys who improve their game year after year like i understand if you're in college and your skill set uh skill set kind of stagnates right like maybe there's something Mm -hmm. to it but you know when you add things to your game every year uh i think that shows like a, a an upward trajectory on on your development so and you definitely added new wrinkles to your game this year. And I think there, you know, we went through with your shooting, you, you have upside left to, uh, to fill on, on both sides of the floor for sure. So um, now the last thing that we do um, on this show, usually when I do it with my co-host, when he's here with me, um, 
we do a segment uh, called Sell Me This Pen, a little play on the Wolf of uh, Wall Street. And uh, we basically have him go through a 30 second elevator pitch on the prospect that we're covering. So um, I'm going to let, since I got you here, I'm going to let you sell me this pen on Colin Castleton. So if you were selling yourself to an NBA team uh, on a little 30 second elevator pitch, how would you sell them on, on Colin Castleton? Yeah. So I'll just say, um, you know, really just a, a, a big man who's going to come help your team right away. Um, on the defensive end, being able to be versatile um, and on the offensive end, somebody who can, and come in and, and play multiple sets, whatever actions you need to run, I can run them. Um, I feel like I'm very versatile in that and being able to dribble handoff, uh, play at a short role, being able to pass the ball, um, finding my cutters, finding teammates who can get open with good screens, um, and somebody who's going to affect, you know, both sides of the floor, not just an offensive player, but also a defensive player. Um, and I can help out from day one with whatever a team needs. 100%. Uh, Colin, man, I appreciate you uh, taking the time, watch film, chop it up. I, I think the insights that you gave um, were really fun to listen to from you know your perspective. So I uh, appreciate you coming and taking the time, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I have a very special guest with us today. We got Landers Nolly in the house to come chop it up, break down some film, and uh, talk about his process today. So, uh, Landers, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, the process has been fun. And just enjoying every workout and learning something new. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this has got to be such a unique, special time in your life, flying around city to city, getting to work out against, you know, some of the best basketball prospects in the entire country. Um, you know, tell me about the that whole process and, and what it's like, you know, having to fly and bounce around to all these different places every day. Man, it's definitely busy. Uh, I actually just got in this morning at about 2.30. Uh, I'm in New York right now. So it's definitely a lot, <laughs> especially <laughs> like six to seven, maybe eight flights a week, just depending on how many workouts you have. But it's stressful at times, but just got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's a special time to look back on. Uh, I'm a New Yorker. So, um, you know, shout out to uh, being in New York right now. Uh, fun city. Have you gotten to explore any of the, uh, the the places that you're visiting at all? Have you gotten to explore any of the yeah, places? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, all good. Um, we, we're, we edit this in post and stuff anyway. Do you hear me? You good? You hear me? I hear you now. All right, cool. Um, yeah, all right, cool. Have you gotten to explore any of the uh, you know cities that you've visited for workouts? Uh, not really. I mean, I get here like the day before. Uh, maybe have a day off. So like that day, I'm really just catching up on sleep from the flights, uh, or just relaxing, getting a massage or something. But no, nah, not really any tourist time yeah there'll they'll be time for that uh you know throughout the, the the actual season um before we dive into some film uh for anybody who isn't familiar you know with your game how would you describe your game uh definitely a sharpshooter uh but i can defend so i would say more like a three and d i would say that for sure <laughs> yeah I, I think that's a pretty uh fitting description and we're gonna get into you know the three. We'll get into the D, and then I think you got some more stuff to your game too that we can get into. So let's start it off. You're you're talking about being a sharpshooter. I absolutely love this play here because you aren't just a guy who needs to like catch and shoot and stand in a, a spot. Like you're really good off movement, and this is really crafty. Um, and so so kind of take me through uh, this clip here and and break it down for for how you like to, you know, kind of move off movement and, and fake out defenders and use screens to get yourself open. I feel like in this play, uh, it was called three high, but it's just like a floppy set, just two screeners and two passes up top. But I mean, I had a lot of separation between me and him. Like he wasn't connected at all. So I, I was really free to go off either side. And I feel like either way I was going to get the same shot. 
Yeah, uh, I, that's what's so fun about those floppy sets for shooters, right? You get to ultimately kind of make the decision as to which way you're going to come off. And that's what makes it so hard to defend because you could make a different read every single time. Um, moving into this next clip, this is like a, a, a hammer set that you guys would run, um, you know, a, a decent amount. And I, I think that, you know, it looks on its surface, like it's kind of a, a, an easy play, right? You're, you're kind of just fading into the corner, but I, I think, with something like this, it's, it's all about timing. So how do you know exactly when to, to time, you know, the movement at the exact time to come off the screen to, to get yourself open for a shot? Uh, you really just got to read your defender. Mainly, I, in this play, I was reading Dave. So as he went baseline and I saw him going out of bounds, I knew at that point he needed me to be there. So I felt like the timing on this play was perfect. But we also worked on this play in practice for, like, certain situations. Maybe we would use it late in the game if we needed a three, but – we, we didn't run it often, so, like, teams weren't really prepared for it, I would say. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, you get hit with, like, a, you know, a blind screen on the backside and you're not prepared mm -hmm. for this play late in the game. You're going to get a good look and uh, spot up, bang, splash. Now, yeah, th this, is, uh, this is a fun one. Um, again, it shows your ability to kind of come off movement. Um, you're kind of, you know, spacing the floor on the, the weak side. Then you come off and bang's open. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That was one of the craziest shots I had at home all year. It was, I don't know why I shot it so hard, but it's just a, a double. I think it's a double. Yeah, it's a double away screen, and it's just a stagger. You just read it, and I don't know. Yeah, the bank was open that day. <laughs> that's a that that shooter's touch, though, right? You know, you because yeah, you got definitely. you shoot a soft softball, yeah. um, <laughs> confident, and and sometimes, man, you just you got to go in and. Hey, you get the same amount. It's the same three points. It's <laughs> worth, worth the same amount, 100%. <laughs> um, and then uh, this one I like, too, because it, it shows a little bit more of, of your game before we actually get into the shot. A little sauce with the behind-the-back pass. Uh, the layup doesn't uh, go in, but you spot up. Splash. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like Coach always say, if you get off of it early, it's going to have to find its way back to you, and that was a perfect situation. Yeah, and I think like, you know, ultimately, you know, uh in your young career, you know, first, second year in the league, I think this spot up stuff is how you're gonna find minutes on the floor. Like you talked okay. about your ability to uh, you know, play defense. Like obviously that's a big part of getting on the floor early as well. But you know, again, like you could do a lot. Obviously, great touch as a passer, but this ability to just no hesitation, get the ball, not a clean pass, you you know, you get set up easy knock it down um and and what i like about you as a shooter is is again like the versatility of it all because not only can you do it off the catch but you got some shit to you off the bounce too you're running the pick and roll really crafty feels like nobody speeds you up watching you no, i feel like nah as me being a veteran in the college setting i feel like i've seen a lot of situations before especially like all conferences all types of players different length different so in the in the pick and roll, you just got to read your defenders and make the best situation and make the best play. Did it take you a while to, like, develop that pace? Oh, most definitely. In the beginning, being a freshman, sophomore, I was definitely more sped up, a little sloppier. But as the years went on, more reps, seeing this situation multiple times, it just became slowed down the game. And it just I just looked at it different. Yeah, I think that experience at every level, like, that's one of the big – things right like every level the speed gets a little quicker the athletes yeah. get a little bit better um and you just gotta you know adjust to it and then you could do it no screen off the bounce <laughs> isolation um this is a, a nice little easy combo move like you're not doing anything crazy you're not dribbling the air out of the ball right yeah just hand like that was a rip. that was like that's a workout move uh starting mm. a half court dribbling in it's more like a transition shot but in the half court said me coming down got my defender on his heels I just saw a shot I felt like I could make. And and that's against a, a good defender, a great defensive team. Um, long, athletic, like they play on a string, and that's confident, face up, like one of the opening possessions of the game. You're trying to set the tone with a shot like this? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Against Houston, you gotta <laughs> set the tone. Uh, I just love playing against Coach Sampson and his guys. It's just, you gotta bring that energy. Yeah, you got to. That I mean, obviously they were one of the best teams in the country. So I love the confidence. I I love how uh you know you you got it going right away here. Um, and then you're not just a three point shooter. Like 
NBA early on, definitely that's going to be your role, right? Space the floor. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that, you know, you got to be able to leverage that three-point shot, play in the lane, and and this little step back, I feel like this is one of your go-tos, especially like coming off screens, going to your left. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, me being a bigger guard, I feel like it only take a little bit of space, like watching bigger guards in the league. So once you step back and get that little bit of separation, you're not going to get to I feel like I'm not going to get my shot blocked. So is it is either going to be a foul or a good mid-range opportunity? Yeah. And, you know, this is a, a you know, this is like an NBA style set, like playing off the big, the DHO coming right off. He goes over like you got to be able to attack it because, you know, teams aren't going to go under on you. Most right. Definitely. Like you, you yeah. there you've shown. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe you hope so. <laughs> For they sake, I hope not. Yeah, exactly. Again, similar thing here. Into the body, create separation, dip your shoulder. Um, you know, I think you said being like a veteran, um, being a guy. Do you think like being older, having like maybe strength that some of these young guys don't have, does that help you create separation when you get into their body? Most definitely. I love like when teams try to get physical and like make me do other stuff, but. Knowing me, I just that's just go along with what I can already do. So the physicality, it don't really affect me at all. Yeah, and uh, at the next level, like you're gonna have a lot of big, strong athletes. So well, being physical, you're gonna have to set the tone, just like you did that with with Houston. You're gonna have to be physical and set the tone. Um, again, though, like uh, you play at your own pace, and you're really crafty. Like here, you know, you got a uh, you know mismatch on you, right? So like. A, a guy, a, a small guard like that. I mean, are, are you even like thinking like I, I'm gonna move off it, or are you just like, oh, give me the rock. I could just turn, shoot, nothing fancy. It most definitely depends on where I catch it. But then if I'm catching it that close, yeah, it's just a shot. I feel like I don't even need to dribble. I just need to turn <laughs> and face, observe if there's a double coming or not, and just go to work. What was it like playing uh, against Memphis this year? Uh, in the beginning of the game, for sure, it was definitely emotional, but. As the game went on, I feel like it was just another basketball game, and I was trying to help my team win the game. Yeah, th- th- that's the right approach, right? Like, obviously, we're all human. You're going to have, you know, that emotion. kind of emotion yeah. coming into the game, sure. and you use it to, you know, to p- play to your uh, your strengths and your advantage. Um, yep. I love this one. I, I, th- this last one in the mid-range here. Who'd you get this from? Mid-range? Who'd you get this one, right? This specific one right here, the, the fall away, one-leg leaner. Dirk. Yes, okay. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I watched him do that move so many times, and it's like, I wouldn't say impossible to stop, but like nine times out of ten, either you're going to miss or you're going to make it. It's not, you got, you're not getting stopped in that situation, I feel like. (laughs) No. Yeah, I was, I was hoping that you were going to say Dirk, because I feel like, you know, like, on. You know, one of the best shooting bigs of all time. This is his go-to. He's got the silhouette now. Um, but a lot of a player, modern players have, you know, in- integrated into their game. So, I mean, th- this is a tough shot. So, like, how much do you have to rep this out before you feel comfortable doing it in a game? The crazy thing about it, Coach Miller hated this shot. <laughs> he hated this shot. And if he watched this, he, he probably would laugh because he hated these type of shots. But I worked on these shots all the time, like with the GAs, even with him. But... He wasn't a big fan of these shots for sure. So you had to make them for him not to say something to you. <laughs> shout out to shout out to coach. And you make it, right? So it's sure. <laughs> only, only on so much you can say when you make it. Most <laughs> definitely. Um, now the one I, I think the thing that uh when breaking down your game, and that's a nice little combo here, um, the one area, big area of improvement I think people would say is your your finishing around the rim. Right. And uh, I think here you do a good job. You attack top foot and it, it feels like, I mean, you see the help probably coming over um, at the rim, but you stop your momentum and you kind of try to go into his body and it, it kind of throws you off a, a little bit. So, you know, what have you been doing, um, you know, uh, working out to kind of like work on your finishes around the rim? Uh, just finishing through contact. Um whether it's like a GA or a manager just holding up a stick or even just fouling me when I'm going to the basket so I can learn how to finish through contact because that's definitely what it's going to be at the next level for sure. A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I think that you showed that you could absolutely do that and you do a really good job of that here. Again, you're coming off the screen and you dip that shoulder and you, you keep your momentum going forward. 
instead of trying to like draw a foul, right? Like you just push him out of the way. Um, so I think this is kind of what you're talking about, right? Like just using that momentum, keeping it forward. Going down em- a little bit, yeah. Embracing physicality uh, for sure. Now, uh, take me through this uh, this next clip here. Um, is there anything you would do differently on uh, on this clip? So we get the ball coming up, like semi-transition break. Seems like a break the guy down, a little bit out of control. Throw throw something up with your left hand. Anything? What would you do differently on this possession? I felt like I would have either shot the first shot in transition, or I definitely would have took another dribble and yeah. overpowered and finished. Especially looking at who the defender was, I definitely would have took another dribble and probably. Yeah, I think I think that extra dribble would open up a lot. Um, whether you get an open layup at the rim or you get a little drop off. And when we talk about your playmaking, we're going to show that, you know, that's a a pass that you're capable of making. But I think that uh, this is, you know, kind of similar, a similar drive going to your left here. And I think you show that you could absolutely do that. Come off a little pin down, get downhill, get all the way to the rim. Yeah. That extra dribble. It just, it just keep me on balance and I can get my power and go into it. Finish it with my left. Yeah, and and I think that you know that's the the kind of stuff that uh, you're gonna have to do at the next level. You know, like you you throw up that first one, that kind of like awkward left hand. You might be on the bench as a rookie, right? But uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but you as can a rookie. I probably wouldn't shoot that. Yeah, you can get away with it. You know, as a vet in in, in college. Uh, I want to talk about your playmaking a little bit now too, because I think that <clears throat> you're really really good playmaking playmaker. And I think what we've seen, if anything, now in the NBA, especially in the playoffs is that you have to be able to have multi dimensions to your game, right? Like you can't, you can't just be a guy who is making shots because if you can't defend, then, you know, you can't be on the floor late in games, or if you could just defend, you can't make shots. So you got to be able to do a little bit of everything. And this is a a great read coming off the screen um, in a, this is the kind of pass that NBA teams really want to see hitting that, that weak side uh, corner. So, uh, take me through like what you you're reading on this play as you as you come off the uh, the ball screen. Well, first I'm looking at the tag under the basket to see if he's gonna tag the my big man. But if he don't tag, it was definitely a lob. I could have threw the shake pass back, but I felt like Dave was a better shooter than who is this than Josh. So I felt like that was the better read for the situation. Yeah, and it was a great read, even if it doesn't, you know, uh, result in in the assist. It's it's the right play, and that's a shot that you take every time down, right? Um, I love this possession too, because again, it goes back to you not getting sped up. It goes back to your patience, and that's a nifty little drop off, drop off, and it leads to the foul. Take me through like the the process when you're you know kind of like snaking these ball screens or uh, putting guys in jail and and you know little little crap. I feel like in this situation, well, in those situations, I'm never worried about the defender once he get on my back. I'm always looking at the big in front of me to see how we going to play it because it's two-on-one, obviously, going downhill. And if he didn't step up, I was going to shoot a mid-range or finish try and finish a little floater. But he didn't. He stepped up, so I had to drop it off. That was the most obvious pass. So, yeah, so when you have him on your back there, um, you're trying to make that big play like cat and mouse between you yep. and the roller. Because mm-hmm. him, he can't get back into play. Once he's on my back, I feel like I'm not letting him back into play. So right. I'm trying to go downhill and put pressure on the big and make him make a decision. Obviously, in this one, I guess he thought I was going to shoot because he lunged forward, and that's when I made the pass. Yeah, that it's that little jump, yeah. uh, right? Because you, you're you're a good mid range shooter, so he's he's got to contest it, especially with mm-hmm. that big who's who's got really hit well on the screen. Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's great stuff. Uh, all right, let's go through this next one. Um, and this is we t- we referenced it earlier about you know when we were talking about your finishing and getting all the way downhill, taking the extra dribble. Uh, again, you, you come off. I feel like you love coming off your left. You're so good at it. And there's that little drop off. Yeah, I love going left. Uh, I make most of my passes and finishes with my left. I do pretty much everything in my life with my left except shoot the basketball. <laughs> mm, really? <laughs> so kinda, yeah, I dunk on my left. I do everything with my left. Do you do you write with your left hand or just like I grow on the both, man. I grow okay. both. Oh, it ambidextrous. What I'm doing. Yeah, it just depends on what I'm doing. Yeah, you look really comfortable uh driving to your left, operating that way. I feel like if you're a righty shooter too, it's uh it's easier to to go left because you could just pull up a, a little bit easier. It goes right into yeah, your shot yeah. pocket. Oh, right. 
Yeah. So, but this is really nice, and and that's what that extra dribble getting all the way to the rim does. It forces the the big to come yeah, over, the yeah, help yeah. to commit, mm-hmm. and uh, easy little drop off pass for for two. It's, it's pretty stuff. Um, and then you know, I I think also like uh, you make really quick decisions, quick reads. Like uh, you're you're really good at again reading the defense. You've, you've seen the the reps. You obviously have good chemistry there. This is a really nifty little slip pass. So um, how do you read like? this slip versus, you know, maybe taking the, the play all the way through? Uh, Well, me and Vic, we had a really good connection with him setting screen. So I always told him, like, once you see the defender get on the outside of your hip and come towards me, just slip out of it. Like, there's no point in you being there no more because you open, obviously, because the big worried about me. So right. once you get out of there, I'm, I'm for sure going to hit you. So it's just what you're going to do when you get the ball. Yeah, and I think one of the underrated uh, things when we talk about, like, players who could pass – is like the ball placement. Mm-hmm. Like this is you, you do a really you gotta lead them. That you exactly them. exactly. Chest pass or short pass, it can get tipped, deflected, anything can happen. Yeah, or they catch it behind and then it yep. allows the the help to come and recover. So that that really good ball placement, really good read. Uh, and then again, like teams, they they want guys who can make quick decisions. They want to play point five basketball, and they want guys who could turn good into great. And you know, you got a good shot there but you turn it into a great shot with that one more unselfish. Um, so, you know, it, ha- have you always been a guy who's kind of like unselfish, willing to make the yeah. extra pass? That's just how I was taught to play basketball. Like it was, mm. it was some plays this year where they were like, no, you shoot, you shoot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not open as he, I'm not as open as him. So why would I shoot? Like I probably right. got talked to about not shooting that play, but I'm like, he more open than me. Like I'm open, but he wide open. <laughs> he like, open, yeah, he's open, open. <laughs> yeah, it was just obvious. Like, why would no matter if he make it or miss it, he was more open than me. Yeah, but and you don't I even have like to. That, I'm getting off of it. You don't even have to think about it. You as soon as that ball touches your hand, it's like, oh, it might as well be a tap pass because that thing is flying. Um, and you no give one, it again. The ball was coming. I'm seeing it's already a two on one. So either it was gonna be a ball fake or a quick pass. Mm. I just wanted to see how he was gonna react to it coming out to me. Yeah, and that's what makes that weak side so hard to defend when you can get a skip pass out there, right? Um, yeah, great, great, great pass. And then uh, we saw earlier you being on the receiving end of, you know, kind of one of those, like, hammer actions. And uh, here you get downhill, uh, kind of playing you to ice the – and beautiful, beautiful kick out to the weak side corner. How much, um, you know, do, do you value being able to make that weak side hit? Ah, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably I love passing like threading the needle, like all the risky passes. I love them as long as they get delivered. I love like the thrill of being able to make that pass because there's a lot of people that can't make that pass, honestly. So, me being able to possess that ability, I just try to take full advantage of it for sure. Yeah, and I think does does being you know you're what six seven like mm-hmm. does being six seven help you make a, a lot of these like advanced reads? Yeah, it definitely does because we're able to see over – because it's not really – well, playing in college, it wasn't a lot of six, seven defenders in my face. So I'm really reading the majority of the court at all times, and that's what gave me that ability to make those passes. And there might be bigger defenders in the league, but there's also probably going to be more spacing For sure. on the floor. For right? sure. So, you, so obviously you... give me opportunities to maybe get to the basket more or the help come over and it's even more of a wide shot, wide open shot for that corner man. And yeah, and I think like, you know, you might not be running a ton of like ball screens, especially as like the initiator, but being able to like close out, attack, get downhill and, you know, take advantage of these kind of situations where the defense does collapse um, and hit open shooters at the next level. It's it's going to be absolutely huge. Uh, I want to uh, now transition over to the uh, the defensive side of the ball because you are six, seven. You have a nearly seven foot wingspan. Um, and I, I think that, you know, this is a, a really impressive uh, possession for you is showing basically the the full gamut of of what you're capable of and you you force Trayvon Mark into a, a really bad shot but even before that initial possession in that shot it, all the work getting over the screen um all of that stuff working hard for you know a, a good amount of the time so um take me through this possession and you know kind of how you approach guarding a guy like this uh, I feel like it's Houston <laughs> your mindset just got to be different in this situation. Your mindset just got to be different. You got to do all the small stuff to just get through. You can't get hit. You can't get punked. And you just got to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you, fight. 
they're a bunch of like like all their bigs are like six eight with seven mm-hmm. two wingspans, strong yeah. as as hell, right? Like, yeah. um, what are you trying to do on on Tremont Mark? Like, uh, are are you trying to force him right? Uh, or you know, what what kind of shots are you trying to force him to, into? Uh, honestly, me, I was definitely just trying to use my length and make it more of a physical game. Honestly, like whenever he catch it or he not he don't have a ball, just bump him, hit him coming across the lane, just. Make it a physical matchup because uh, I know that's the type of ball that they like to play and they might it just get in their head and they just start focusing on other stuff. So, well, Houston, you just got to play mind games for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to play mind games. 100%. They uh talented, talented team with a bunch of really like kind of weird, versatile players. Uh, <laughs> now, this one, this is, a, this is a really good, solid possession from you. And it shows your defensive versatility. Uh, this is Jarris Walker is, mm-hmm. is going to get you. He tries bringing you into that little uh, mid-post area. Um, he makes a shot, but what are you trying to make him? That's a tough shot. That's tough. You, I'm not going to lie. Have, he hit some tough shots this whole game. Just <laughs> It was like mirroring myself. Like He just my size, capable, especially in this area, like really skilled. Big. It just it was a tough shot, honestly. I felt like I did everything I could do. Any Anything more, it would have been a foul. So I right. feel like that's just a good player making a, a great shot. Yeah, you did it. You did your job. And I mean, you're forcing him into like a, you know, an inefficient area of the floor. He's comfortable there, right? Um, but yeah, that's that's good defense. Yeah, that's uh, right. Great. You kind of <laughs> just tell him like, like, hey, do it again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, more definitely. You're gonna have to hit those all game. <laughs> and if you could force him into that, he he's gonna miss more than he makes in that area. Um, but tough shot, good defense. And then uh Last possession and and again shows your versatility and ability to guard uh you know good players. This Colby Jones uh, against Xavier, you know, projected first round pick. Mm-hmm. Tries to go back door, you read it, tries to body you in the post, but you got good size and Yeah, that's one thing I never was worried about. Getting body. Ugh. I'm a <laughs> I feel like I'm a fighter, man. I just that's one area. If we banging, I, I just can't lose. <laughs> I just feel like I can't lose in that area. Like my size and my IQ and just making them play in uncomfortable areas. I just feel like I just feel like in this situation he wasn't comfortable. Mm. So uh, what are you trying to do against him when he's in this post area to to make him uncomfortable? I feel like anybody just being physical. Like I love playing physical. Like a lot of teams, I guess, didn't think that, but I love playing physical on both ends of the court. So I just feel like this is not something that he saw too often, like a defender like me that in that area. So I feel like him, he thought he was comfortable, I feel like. But yeah, I feel like I made him uncomfortable. Yeah, and I, really good anticipation on the contest too because you're almost like getting that contest up knowing that that's the, the move yeah, he's going to go into. His move. Watching this matchup and like the anticipation and the hype of the game, I had to – lock in on film and see his tendency. So this was a big matchup for Xavier in Cincinnati. So I just had to be locked in. How much film do you watch? Oh, a lot, a ton, especially mm-hmm. my matchup wings, other wings, even in all conferences. I just, I just watch wings. I mean, that's what I am. So I yeah. watch a lot of basketball, even point guards. Cause I know in college we switched a lot. So I watch point guard, anybody I maybe have a chance to guard anybody. Yeah. I, I, I think that film is like one of the, the best ways to get better, um, especially when you got a big matchup coming up. So this is a great defensive possession. Is there anybody that you are looking forward to guarding at the next level? Uh, for sure. Anthony Edwards and Jalen Brown. I mean, they're from mm. the top wings out of the city. So I played Ant before coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, so we got, we got history. And- you had 40 that game? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, did. And JP, yeah. I missed him by a couple, by a year. So I get to look forward to that matchup for sure. Yeah, those guys, uh, <laughs> they're, they're a handful, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think you could bring to uh, an NBA team as a as a rookie? Uh, definitely my, just my play style and my shooting ability for sure. Defensive and shooting ability, um, being vocal. Uh, I talk a lot, talk a lot of mm. trash, just energy for sure. So a lot of stuff, honestly. Yeah, you're a trash talker? Yeah, most definitely. It get me going. It get a <laughs> lot of people out. It, see, that's the thing about trash talking. It get a lot of people out of their game, but me, it get me going. Like, mm. I could be having a bad game. Once somebody start talking, oh, yeah, shots start falling. <laughs> defense get more intense. It just, it's party time now. 
<laughs> I love that because I ask that question a lot. And I feel like guys are lying to me when I ask them if they talk trash. A oh, lot yeah, of guys. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple of technicals going too far, but it got my team fired up and got the energy going. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need that. Like, it's just yeah. stagnant too. I feel like we're playing too soft. Just need something to get you riled up. A hundred percent. And and like you said, like not only it, it might get in somebody's head. You they try to make it a personal battle with you rather than playing they for the team, right? Out of the team, they getting out of their game plan. But for me, it's getting me going. I'm I'm just thinking ahead. A hundred percent. I love it. Um, all right. So you know, on my podcast, one of the segments that we have when we're just doing our regular show and we're breaking down film is we do a segment called Sell Me This Pen at the end where my co-host will give like a 30-second little elevator pitch for the prospect. So mm-hmm. I got you here in person. I'm going to let you do it. Sell Me This Pen on Landers Nolly. Hold on. Sell Me This Pen? Like, explain it. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, so sell me. If, you, if I was a, an NBA organization, how would you sell mm-hmm. yourself? Uh, efficient three and D. I feel like efficient shooting and efficient guarding in my position. That's as as <laughs> as as good as I can sell it. <laughs> great efficient, shooter, great mm-hmm. defender, great defender. I, energy, I feel like my playmaking. Yeah, energy, my playmaking, underrated for sure. My ability to use my pump fake, get downhill and create opportunities. Uh, using my size in the mid post to look over and create maybe a, a opportunity for the help to come in just rotation in the defense. Uh, That's that's myself for sure. I love it. Uh, Landers, thank you for coming here, chopping it up, watching film, letting everybody get to know you and your game a little bit better. If they're not familiar, if you're not familiar, get familiar. Uh, Good luck through the rest of the process. An exciting time. Um, Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to to draft night and getting to see you get your name called. So appreciate appreciate you coming to chop it up. Yes, sir. Thank you for the opportunity.